Good evening. Welcome to 2A to B or not 2A to B. What are we discussing today? So we're starting a new topic. Woo! Which is? Uh, obstetrics and gynaecology. Yeah, but we're going to stick to gynaecology. Well, it's so. gynaecology only, right? Exactly, but yeah, this is the topic. Um, and tonight we're going to kind of do it by organ. Ooh, organ. that sounds nice. And we're just going to look at three things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. And then next week we will then look at more separate things. Okay. Loads of other things as well. Okay. Um, so we're going to. <laughs> no, I like that. Next week we'll look at obstetrics and loads of other oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to divide it into uterus and vagina. Oh, is this anatomy and embryology we're doing? Not only those. It's pathology as well. As well. Okay. okay. But not in every single one. Writing. Okay? So Writing. I mean, so talk me through it. Talk me through it. It's okay. So I'll stop interrupting. Uterus and vagina. We, we are doing first anatomy, embryology, different like variants and then a bit of pathology okay i think that's probably an episode name it probably is actually yeah actually yes and then there'll be another one yeah so we'll see how we we'll are. see how we get we're on we're going to start with the uterus and vagina very so perfect you yeah what we're going to do in case we don't do that let's just start okay, okay. so we're just going to talk about like changes to the uterus and vagina during different stages of life okay starting with the uterus any yeah. idea I'm, I'm separating these into neonate pre-puberty puberty so neonate yeah uh, you've actually got quite a big uterus exactly. in the neonate. Larger than you would think for a baby. Yeah. And why is that? Uh, related to maternal hormones. Exactly. Maternal and placental hormones. Yeah. And then it's a little bit weird, the shape, um, because the cervix is often larger than the fundus. Okay. So more of like a little conical sort Bigger of pyramid-y. Smaller. Yeah. 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 And then pre-puberty. So pre-puberty, you've got a small uterus it's like thin small well it's more that your body has grown so the actual uterus and hasn't probably changed okay that much but you've grown into it and it's like a little sausage on ultrasound more tubular. Ah, exactly. perfect like sausage, right? <laughs> um, and now instead of the cervix being larger they're it's sausage size. sausage yeah. shape but no but um cervix to uterus sausage <laughs> How I'm remembering it. But you know what I mean? It is sausage. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, you know how in a baby, it's a symmetrical sausage. Is bigger. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a sausage. That's a, a ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Just right sausage. Thank you. Puberty. Puberty, you get the uterus. Rather than a sausage, think of a fruit. Uh, what do I think a uterus, the shape of a uterus is fruit wise? Banana. No? Pear. Pear. That'll do. That'll do. Thank you. The is now larger than the yes. um, And that's when you start having a visible endometrium. Okay. Which varies according to phases. the point of your cycle. Exactly. Yes, yeah. And then ovaries. You can tell me anything about them. Kind of similar. Lords. Ovaries. Yeah. Neonate. Yeah. Mm, more obvious than you'd expect. Yeah, so a bit larger than you'd expect which then decreases and then remains around or less than one cc. Okay. Annoying that they're talking cc's and not mils. Yeah. And then they talk about mils as well, but anyway. Yeah. Until about six, and then they gradually increase to the normal adult size. What is the normal adult size? Does it say? I think it does talk about that later on when we Okay, fine, 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 fine. depends on age. Right, we'll get so to that. We'll get to that. Thank you. Um, and then... Um, there is 
Can you tell me a syndrome? You might not know. No, I'm telling you like the least typical fighting with it, but streaky ovaries. Oh, yes. It's associated with I've heard that. Uh, Turner's? Yes. Ooh. Turner's is exo jeans, and you get like a shield like chest. Okay. You get a short neck. Yes. High nipples or something wide. High wide. nipples, yeah. 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 High nipples. Uh, <laughs> nipples in your armpits. Uh, and, and streaky ovaries. But what else, actually? Oh. Uh, do you get other malarian duct abnormalities? So no. you might get like funny kidney. Yes, tracked. funny kidney. Okay, fine. Horseshoe kidney. Horseshoe kidney. And something else that you love. Mm, what do I love? Um, so many things. <laughs> so few things. Aortic coarctation. Oh, I love aortic coarctation. I don't know why. And then um, a pre-puberty uterus. A pre-puberty uterus mm. at puberty. No, uh, I think yeah. So that their uterus hasn't developed. Uh, yeah. Got you. Um, and I think, it doesn't say it here, but I think, I don't know if this could be a question, but it's the 23rd um, chromosome that's missing the X. That's the whole XO. What? It's not that every time, do you know how it's called XO? Yeah. It's because at the 23rd you're missing the X. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't know if that's right. No. Isn't there a specific chromosome called an X and a specific chromosome called a Y? Yes, but hold on. <laughs> don't freak me out. <laughs> yeah, but that is the sex ones. Hold on. You've got 46 pairs. Yeah. And the 23rd yeah, is, is the, the X and the ones. Y is the sex one. Yeah. So you're missing one of the 23rd. Which would be, be well, you're missing either an X or a Y, aren't you? It can be either or, no. Yeah, of course. Quite a big difference. Well, because you're missing it. Yeah, but whether you have a girl with Turner syndrome only has one normal X sex chromosome rather than the usual two. Yeah. Yes, it's not going to ever be a Y on its own. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Turner's is always X O. But the O you're missing could be an X or a Y. They are it's the 23rd, 23rd set. set. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. Cool. Clarify some genetics there. Um, embryology. <laughs> Woo! I love it how he describes it, actually. Okay. You probably will. I'm just going to read this out because I think mm -hmm. it helps, okay? The quick and dirty of it is that the malarian ducts make the uterus and upper two-thirds of the vagina. Yeah. The urogenital sinus grows up to meet the malarian ducts and makes the bottom one third of the vagina. Yeah. And then you have the wolfian ducts, are the boy parts, and should progress completely in girls. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you what goes under each bit, just to re clarify. Yeah. So under your malarian ducts, you have your uterus. Yeah. Fallopian tubes. Yeah. Upper two thirds of the vagina. Yeah. Your wolfian ducts, that's vast difference. How are we spelling wolf? wolf. Wolfian, like a wolf. Wolfian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fine, got you, got you. Sorry. No, no, that's all right. I just... Okay, I'll do it after the test. Yeah. Vast deference, seminal vesicles, and epididymis. Okay. And then urogenital sign is prostate, lower third of vagina. Okay. Um, and he has quite a funny way to describe it. And it, it says, and this is all to do with the whole, like, malaria and stuff, 
Um, imagine that the stuff that makes the kidney and the uterus is all the same soup. You have two bowls of this stuff, half on the left, half on the right. As development occurs, the soup gets pulled down with the first part making the kidneys and the bottom part making the uterus. Um, yeah. um, and because you have two separate bowls of soup, they need to fuse to make the uterus. Um, but then it's just soup, and when it fuses, it makes like a clump. But in order to make the cavity within the uterus, cleavage then occurs, which is like the final part. Yeah. Um, and then depending on what happens to the souping pouring, we're going to get different anomalies. Okay. It's a bit weird, but there you go. Yeah, that is weird. I might, I might not think of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then within within that anomalies that you can have a failure to form, failure to fuse and failure to cleave. Yeah. So fa failure to form, Yeah. you might not have a kidney on one side and you might have a un unicorn uterus. Yeah. Plus or minus a horn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, failure to fuse. Have you got any idea what types of uterus? So you could have the one where you've got two separate corns, corns, horns, yeah, uh, which yeah. is bicornuate. Yes. And the one that is not separate, because I get these a bit confused yeah, and I want a good way to... Oh, well, let's come to them then in a minute, if we're coming to them. They are didelphus yeah. and bicornuate. Yeah. Um, didelphus more commonly. Okay. More commonly remembered, I think. It's more severe, severe fusion anomaly. Okay. And a failure to cleave, and that's the classic, there's, it's a septate uterus. So yeah. there's still stuff within the cavity. Yeah. Um, and then... In um, Are we talking about renal anomalies here, or just? Well, the first one, on when you had a unicorn, you also then didn't have a kidney on the scene. Sure, but uh, in this bit here, are we going to talk about, like, G-plexes? We're going to talk about or... a syndrome, for example, that will have both. Okay. But no, we're not going to talk about that renal stuff. We'll come into the renal, renal. fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. Um, so then, within the failure to form one... Yeah. Um. It's called malarian agenesis. Uh -huh. um, there is a syndrome. Yeah. So malarian agenesis is the equivalent of the syndrome. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to tell you in case they use it. Yeah. I'm never going to remember this. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Maya Rokitansky Custer Hauser. Yeah. M-R-K-H. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Syndrome. Maya Rokitansky Custer, Custer Hauser. Hauser. Maya Rokitansky Custer Hauser. Kusterhauser, yeah, yeah, and mayor. So mayor, he's the mayor. He's of the mayor of Rokotansky, and he's a Kusterhauser. Kusterhauser. <laughs> Fine, that'll do. And, that <laughs> and that's malaria agenesis. And that has three features, which are you're missing a kidney, you've got a unicorn cornuate uterus, yeah, uh, and that's it. That's all so I've got. So th these three things are actually. Three gyne things, but the kidney thing. Oh ho! Um, so three gyne things are absent or rudimentary uterus, unicornuate or bicornuate. Wait. So absent, completely absent. Yeah. Or rudimentary, either yeah. unicornuate. Got you. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Bicornuate. Um, vaginal atresia. Yeah. And normal ovaries. Okay. Weird. Because they come separately. Yeah. yeah. And then the key piece of truth is that the kidneys have issues. In about half the cases, whether agenesis or 
Pika Tuka. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm a bit confused now. He then has a separate under malaria, under failure to form. Mm -hmm. He has another separate title called unicornia uterus. Yeah. And I think that's just unicornia uterus on its own. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. And then within that, you have because that's very different to malaria agenesis, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Although within malaria agenesis, you did have a unicornia. Well, I think that was a rudimentary unicornia, so it's not really formed. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, And then. Within this unicornia uterus category, there's four subtypes. Okay. Um, depending on how rudimentary it is, I don't need to know. Um, forty percent of these chicks will have renal issues. Okay. Especially the difference is only half to forty percent. Yeah. Using usually renal agenesis ipsilateral to the rudimentary horn. Um, can you tell me the different types? Um, it says basically plus or minus rudimentary horn. Plus or minus endometrial tissue. Okay. So like how? Yeah, yeah. fine. Um, and obviously, if you have endometrial tissue in a non-communicating horn, then you're going to get pelvic pain. Yeah. Um, and increased risk if it is like communicating, increased risk of miscarriage, rupture. Sure. And then failure. Oh, so within this, we're going to have. We're going to go into a bit more detail for each one. Failure to fuse. Remind me. So the failure to fuses were our funny uteruses. Exactly. So we're yeah. going to go Sorry, them. also called uterine abnormalities. That's fine. <laughs> um, so can you remember any of the ones we were saying? So you've got your bicornuate yeah. and your didelphus. Okay. So didelphus, mm-hmm. you said, was more severe. Yeah, so what do you think that is? So that is when you have two separate cervixes as well. So complete uterine duplication. Two cervices, two uteri, and two upper third vagina. Two upper thirds of the vagina. Heavens above. Okay. So that makes sense. And then bicornuate. Can you remember this? Bicornuate, you've got one cervix. Yeah. Two uterine horns. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the key, that it's just like the horns, and this is the one where it's important that you talk about like the, the one where the fundus goes in and cleft, so it looks a bit like heart-shaped. That's an arcuate. No. That's a bicornuate. Right. Arcuate is the... It's dipped. The, the, no, yeah. The, so the, no, no, the whole fundus and the arcuate is still rounded. What's dipped is the cavity. Okay. Which is what you would see in an HSG. You wouldn't see the outer gotcha. fundus. So in the HSG, you might think Ooh. that's maybe a bit heart-shaped. Okay. So I think this is why I always get confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So look at these. Yeah. I found them really useful. So didelphus, most extreme. I don't think the picture's that useful. No, no, Just that's okay. Two of everything. Then the bicornia, you have the two horns. Two horns, heart-shaped fundus outside to yeah. the external wall yeah. of the uterus is heart-shaped. Yeah. And then what's, so septate, that makes sense. We know about that. It, you, it's basically very similar, but you don't get the heart shape. Yeah. And it's completely septated Fine. to the bottom. Yeah. And then arcuate, we've just said, it's yeah. dipping there. Yeah. And then you can have a T-shape. That's a drug. DES. Thank you. Which was given. Morning sickness? No, I think from, they thought it would prevent miscarriage. Oh, yes. Morning sickness. It was, is um, a, the, yeah. Fine. 
Very Sorry, good. where were we? Failure so, to fuse. Um, we've spoken about Didel first. We've kind of spoken about bicornia, but we need to know like what's relevant mm -hmm. to that. Um, although they can have an increased risk of fetal loss, it's much less of an issue compared to septate. Fertility isn't as much of a size thing as it is a blood supply thing. Sorry, say that again. Although they can have an increased risk. Okay, sorry, I should have started. I think maybe about uh, no. Although they can have an increased risk of fetal loss, it's much less often, less of an issue compared to septate. Um, it, fertility isn't as much of a size thing as it is a blood supply thing. So for that, does he mean that this. in septate there's in, a... No, in didelphus. What? We're comparing it to... Oh, yeah, compared to septate, you're right, sorry. So in septate, you've got a problem with the blood supply. Okay. Fine, yeah. fine. And with Didelphus, what's he saying here? Is he saying something about symptoms or something? Um, the vaginal septum is present 75% of the time. Vaginal septum. Okay. So within the vagina. Yeah. And then if the patient does not have vaginal obstruction, this is usually asymptomatic. So the patient won't know that they have a Didelphus. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, fine. Which makes sense. Fine. Yes, and then by it's uh, actually not as much of a problem for fertility-wise. Yeah as septate yeah fine and then t-shape you told me what it's from yeah um and he says it's quite like trivia historic history so it might be quite high yield in questions do these patients have any um particular like phenotype does any do they look a particular way or say, have any other health the, conditions this drug ended up with vaginal clear cell carcinoma and uterine anomalies that's the uterine anomaly. So they have uterine anomaly and vaginal mm -hmm. clear cell carcinomas. Not definitively, but at risk of. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay. Um, that's failure to fuse. And then the last one was? Failure to cleave. Yeah. So that's your septate. Yeah. Tell me um, about that. So two endometrial canals separated by a fibrous or muscular septum. Whether it's fibrous or muscular can be determined by MRI. And that changes the management you do different things mm. um i'll tell you in a second what you do but there is an increased risk of infertility and recurrent spontaneous abortion makes sense because it's septate but mm -hmm. smaller um the septum no it's not size no it's not size sorry but i think that's also be because didelphus can't be good for your fertility i don't think any yeah. abnormality yeah. is good for your fertility yeah. but get away from that thinking it's size um the septum has a shitty blood supply mm -hmm. and if it implants on the septum rather than anywhere yeah. else it will fail early um and i think the whole management thing is that depending on whether it's fibrous or muscular you muscular you can reset it they can reset the septum which improves outcomes but I think they only do that depending on what it is, whether it's fibrous. Different approaches. No, they probably can do it with both, but different approaches are maybe more successful. Let's just keep reading the book. We'll get there. Um, and then arcuate uterus. What was that one? So that's when you've got a little dip just yeah. in the actual endometrial kind of cavity. It's not really a malformation. It's just a normal variant. Does not give you infertility or complication. Great. And then... Um, with the, this is just a reminder mm -hmm. of the whole bicornate versus septate. Mm -hmm. And it, what it's saying is the whole 
heart-shaped dip versus... And that's on the external bit. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Which you would see on the MRI, but not on the HSG. Yeah. Um, And then it just has a little bit of HSG stuff, which we know, but I'm just going to tell you the testable trivia. Mm -hmm. Performed on day 7 to 10 of the menstrual cycle. Contraindications. Infection, current pregnancy, uh, if you've had sex since your... Yeah. Active bleeding, of course, yeah. And then bicornuate versus septate is tough on HSD. Okay. Because it's the outer. Lovely. Very good. So what now, time are we on, my darling? Um, I don't want to say that long. I'd say 17 is going to be my guess. That's all right then. 20. Whew. Okay. No, I didn't think That's so. Acquired pathology. No, but not even the whole... Yeah, I didn't think so either. <laughs> acquired pathology. Acquired pathologies. Oh, God, I don't think I even then... Of the uterus. I haven't read this, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll be of the uterus and the diner. Okay. Because that's the topic we're doing. Right. Do you, can you... Do you want to think of anything? Um, the one... Oh, yes, you are going to know one. The one I can think of is... Um, oh, it's got a good name. Yes. Like a classical name. I know. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say it's got a good name, and it's when you have done some sort of yeah. procedure inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then you get something. I can't remember. Just tell me. Ashermans. Ashermans. That's it. What what is Ashermans? Intrauterine adhesions. Adhesions. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what it is, scarring in the uterus that occurs secondary to injury, so prior dilatation and crotars, surgery, pregnancy, or infection, classically genital urinary TB. Uh, typically shown on HSG, and I think I've actually had one. Mm. I should really look for that. Um, with either non-filling of the uterus or multiple irregular linear filling defects, lacuna pattern, mm-hmm. with inability to appropriately descend the endometrial cavity. Um, MRI would show a bunch of T2 dark bands. Yeah. Clinically, this results in infertility. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's the one I knew. Yeah. Um, give me some clues as to other ones. So one of them is related to PID. Oh, okay. Um, um, so it's like an inflammatory thing. So uterus and vagina, not fallopian tubes we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, PID. It's, really, it's in the spectrum of PID, so it's basically going to be an itis. Endometriitis. Endometriitis. Okay. Um, often see it two to, days, two to five days after delivery. I think that's when they get, can get really septic. Um, especially in women with prolonged labour or premature rupture. You're going to have fluid and a thickened endometrial cavity. Oh, wait. So this isn't associated with PID? This is in the spectrum of PID. Oh, fine. Sorry. Inflammatory. So it's PID, but you get it after delivery. Yeah, not related. Fine. To, yeah, fine, fine. So, so sorry, I wasn't listening. I was distracted um, by that. So two have, to five days after delivery. Keep yeah. Going. Um, especially in women with prolonged labour or premature rupture. Okay. Um, so Time for the bugs to get in. Yeah. Infection. You're going to have fluid and a thickened endometrial cavity. Yeah. Um, you can have gas in the cavity, not specific in a postpartum woman. I was going to say, surely you'd have gas anyway. And it can progress to pyometrium. Oh, dear. Which is when it then becomes pus. Oh, dear. Nasty. You don't want a pyometrium. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And then Tell me about some other ones. AVM. Oh, an AVM. So is that after... Or acquired. Okay. So um, acquired. I was going to say after like a uterine artery embolization or something. Um, previous DNC. Okay. Therapeutic abortion, mm-hmm. cesarean section, or just multiple pregnancies. Okay. 
um, and you can do a Doppler ultrasound, which is going to show, well, how would you describe an ADM in the brain? Um, like in terms of structural? Um, lots of wiggly worms. Sapiginous and or tubular <laughs> anacreon structures yeah. within the myometrium. With high velocity colour doctor flow. Fine. Nailed Lovely. Um, very good. In the myometrium we're talking about. Um, yeah. Fine. Okay. That's what it says here, so yeah. And then, don't think I've heard about this one. Yeah. Salpingitis ismica nodosa, S-I-N. No. We have a picture. This is a nodular scarring of the fallopian tubes that produces an aunt mini appearance. Okay. As trivia, Why you... are we talking about the fallopian tubes? Uh, I guess because... Naughty! HSGs. I don't know. It's not uterus or vagina. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think we have fallopian tubes. Fine, either. I'll stop being pedantic, <laughs> but tell me about um, sin. It's, as trivia, it usually involves the proximal two-thirds of the tube. It's of a known etiology, but likely post-inflammatory infections. It's strongly associated with infertility and ectopic pregnancy. How cool would it be to see that? Can you t- tell me what it looks like? Nodular scarring. And it has that bibbly bobbly yeah. fallopian tube. Fine. Okay. Interesting. So cotton woolly on one side. Yeah. Instead of having a nice tube. tube yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Tell me the next one. Uh, so we finished the choir pathology ones. Very good. Do you want to tell me them again? Yeah. So on. you've got sin. Salpingitis in ismica nodosa. Yeah. Uh, You've got uterine AVMs, you've got Ashermans, which is adhesions, and you've got endometritis. Yeah. So we've got five minutes left. Yeah, I think we should stop and do, because we can do that and vagina in the next episode. Yeah. Kind regards.